They say you should never judge a book by its cover. Well, you also shouldn't judge someone until you know their story. So my wicked awesome sisters and I are coming together to tell ours. Sharing our story isn't an excuse. It's an explanation. And now, Wicked Awesome Sisters Podcast. Last week on Wicked Awesome Sisters. If there is one thing that you could say to Eric today, like if he just magically appeared in front of you, but you only get to say one thing, not like one word, but like one thing, what would you say? Come back. I love you. Do you know what I would say? Let's go surfing, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, I would say I always knew it was you. Thank you. Because I'm telling you, I know without a doubt in my mind that he has been my guardian angel this whole life. He has been the one looking out for me. I know it sounds hokey, but I feel his presence when I need it the most. I It's that feeling that there's someone looking out for you. With that being said, now we open it up, I think, to Autumn and Echo. I think if you guys like have any questions for Amber and I, now is the time. And now the continuation of our story. Yeah, what was he like? Tell us about that. I mean, obviously I don't know him because I wasn't even even thought of yet. I do know like a little bit about him. Uh, Myra always said that I looked like him. That's all I really know. So Eric was 14 when he was murdered. So I, I often wonder what he would be like as an adult, but as a, I guess, teenager, you know, he was a teenager. Um, he was just like every other teenager, except he was that teenager that would bring his sister, his little sister along everywhere because he didn't want me to feel left out or didn't want me to stay home. So I always went with him to like the movies and stuff, which I'm sure he loved. Yeah, he was your typical played football all his life um I mean he was a good kid he he wasn't really a troublemaker I mean you know 14 year olds get in trouble here and there but he was very caring and um which was evident by his funeral because there was so many people there I mean it was like there was a line outside the door just showing the outpouring of love and Ashley you have you were closer to his age like I was only seven or eight when he died Because you were closer in age with him and you, you know, grew up more with him. What do you think? You know, I, I call you guys my sisters. You know, it's probably very confusing for our listeners because I refer to you as my sisters, but you're really my cousins. But I always refer to Eric as my big brother. And that's because, you know, as my mom had mentioned when she was on, you know, he was raised really close with us when he was younger, when I was a baby on to love, it was about like maybe three, four, five until my brother came along and Myra started getting her shit together. Eric was the big brother that I never had. And when I say that, I mean, like, I don't have any older siblings. So he was basically what I would envision an older sibling would be and an older brother. Like I look at my friends that have older brothers and they're very protective, but very loving, but also teasing with Eric he was so inclusive. I think I've mentioned that before. And he never excluded me. He never made me feel less than. He was very outdoorsy. I remember when we went camping in Keacosta. I don't know why. I like he was like 13, but I don't know why a 13-year-old would have a machete. But he had this machete and he was like cutting down the brush to make like a walking path for us. And 
gathering uh, the uh, not starfish, the sand dollars on the boogie board. And he was just very into nature. And it was a bright green boogie board, by the way. <laughs> I, I have a picture of it somewhere. It, it, I mean, we had it stacked high and it's probably not a good thing. We probably should have just left those sand dollars where they were, but we were kids. But yeah, he would like build fires and, you know, just really outdoorsy and just really inclusive. And he was just so loving and affectionate. It was never like overly affectionate, which would make you feel weirded out. He was just all about the hugs and the noogies. And he also had this kind of spirit about him where he was kind of silly. Amber, I think you and I have talked about this in the past. Like our love of Adam Sandler stems from Eric because he was 11 at the time, 11, 12. And he was (laughs) playing these Adam Sandler tapes in the tape deck of the car and they were raunchy, but they were funny. And he just had that sense of humor. Um, I still listen to them all the time. Like just while I'm driving to work, sometimes I'll just put like an Adam Sandler song on just and think of Eric. But I do remember it was the day it was tapes. Literally, you had to flip and rewind the tape. Yeah. And he did. And he would he would rewind. He's like, oh, this is the best part. And of course, I was kind of sheltered, so I didn't really even get a lot of it. But because Eric was laughing and I thought Eric was so cool, I would go back and like just play it and laugh and think it was just the funniest thing ever. I don't think I really got it at the time. Really in comparison to a lot of comedians, Adam Sandler is really not that raunchy. But some of his stuff was in the early days, I think. But just ridiculous sense of humor. I, I just have so many memories with him and just idolizing him. And I know this is going to sound weird. Okay. But like, you know how like little girls have crushes on their dads, like little, little girls, right? Yes, they do. Echo, don't shake your head. No, no. I never had a crush on my dad. Your dad was like 80. Okay. My dad (laughs) was still a very young man, but never had a crush on him. It's a very normal thing for little girls to like, be like, when I grow up, I want to marry you, daddy. I'm talking little girls. I'm not talking 13. Okay. But like with Eric, I think when I was real young, like I think I had like a crush on my cousin. I know that sounds really weird, but it was just because he was so amazing. And I was just like starry eyed around him. And I just always wanted to impress him. So I remember I got my second ear hole pierced, right? And I remember like just wanting Eric to notice when I saw him, like I kept like making it so that my ear was shown because I thought he he's going to think I'm so cool when he sees that I have a second earring in my ear. I don't know. It's just really random, weird stuff. But that's just how I looked up to him. And he was such a good guy. And no, it is not the Electra complex echo. Not when you're like five. You're your second ear pierced at five? No, Echo's saying I have the Electra complex. This is going to go like to hell in a handbasket, guys. Echo, your your typing privileges have been revoked. But yeah, no, he just honestly like I it's so hard to describe him other than just a really good human. He just was always happy, always smiling, never in a bad mood. Amber, I mean, do you agree? I do. Um, I I can't remember ever a time where Eric was or at least to where he showed it to me that he was you know, mad or, you know, maybe he just kept it hidden well, but I never saw any rage from him or anything. Now, looking back, there's been like some things 
that I've realized as I got older and like the music he was listening to and stuff, it was very angry music for a teenager to be listening to. And I think that was because of everything that was going on with my run, Tim, but he kept it very, very well concealed, <clears throat> at least from me. I never felt like he was angry. He never took it out on me. I mean, we had our brother sister fights. Of course, I was his annoying little sister, but I, I literally cannot remember a time I ever saw Eric mad or yelling or... Actually, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. One time he picked me up from school when I was in elementary school and he was in middle school and he came to school to pick me up on his bike. And there was another kid there that had a problem with him. And he like said he was going to, the kid said he was going to hit me or something. And Eric ended up beating him up right there at the school. And then I had to go with like one of the teachers and it was, but that was the only time that I ever saw him angry was when he was protecting me. Yeah. It was a protective big brother thing. And I think that's how he was with me too. I think he was very protective and I think he loved really hard. You know, they say only the good die young. Like he was just such a good man and or boy, I guess he was a boy, you know, he was just such a good boy. It's so hard to like say that because it feels biased, right? It feels like, yeah, he was murdered. So all we're going to talk about is the good stuff. But in reality, like I really have no bad memories with him from the time I was a toddler to the time I was, I think I was 11 when he died. I just, I can't think of a single bad memory. And he honestly, he would have loved you guys, you and uh, Autumn Echo. And he did. He loved Echo. I mean, because Echo was, I think, 11 months when he passed away. And well, when he was murdered, let's call it what it is. But he adored her. And actually, weirdly enough, talking about wanting to marry your dad, he used to call her his little sexy woman. And that's what I don't know. As Echo rolls her eyes and is like, oh, my God, we have so many mental health problems in our family. But like, it wasn't like in a weird way. It was like, oh, my little sexy woman. But he adored her. I can't like within Echo's first year of life. I feel like when I picture Echo, I picture her in Eric's arms. I just have to say something. I wish that I knew him because my older brother and older sister were so mean to me. Echo used to make me play slave. And <laughs> Lee used to beat the shit out of me. So, I don't know. Seems nice. Must be nice, bitches. Autumn, like, you literally, literally had Brie in a corner on her knees with rice underneath them as punishment. <laughs> All right? You were no big sister of the year either. I, I feel like cannot. <laughs> I don't believe that. I feel like that's not true. And if she told you oh, that, that's a lie. Brie told me that herself. She's a liar. A fibber. A fibberoni. I like how anytime Autumn is called out on like trying to like hurt someone with an iron or like making someone kneel on rice for hours. She's like, they're lying. I never did that. Like innocence over here, right? What syndrome is that, <laughs> Echo? Can you diagnose that syndrome where, oh, I think that's the Myra syndrome. Yeah. That never happened. <laughs> Listen, I took the test that Ashley told me to take and it said I was the helper. How can I hurt someone if I'm the helper? Yeah, riddle me that. Maybe helper. maybe you create the problem so you can be like, oh, here, let me help you up off the rice you've been kneeling on for two hours. What is this, Munchausen by proxy? I just need a <laughs> fixer now? Yes. Yeah. I don't think so. I feel like if Eric had been around when you guys were growing up, and maybe if Eric had been around, maybe you guys wouldn't have been born. So it may be, I mean, it all, everything happens for a reason. But I feel like if Eric was around 
I feel like he would not let Lee beat the shit out of anybody. I feel like he would come in and just take it into his own hands and be like, yeah, you want to fight a boy? Like, let's fight each other then, you know? I feel like Lee probably would have had more of like a positive male role model. So he probably wouldn't be the way he is. Maybe. I mean, I do justify some of his actions. And right now I'm a little perturbed with that guy. Yeah, I definitely, I feel like... Eric would have totally been a a really great influence on Lee. And once again, it's because he was, he was, okay, so you know how they say man's man? I mean, Eric died when he was 14, so he was like a boy's boy. I mean, he was outdoorsy. He was into like building things and sports and surfing and just all the things that are stereotypically boy. Had Lee had Eric in his life, not that he would need to do those boy things. It doesn't matter, you know, what your hobbies are. You know, you can, boys can do girl things. Girls can do boy things. You know, things are things, right? They don't really have to fall within a gender. But I think that he would have a role model or someone to look up to that would encourage him to be involved because Lee really wasn't involved in anything, right? I mean, but if you look at it, I, I am very curious how Eric would have grown up because Eric was born to a woman who birthed him at 15 years old, got pregnant at 14, was involved with drugs, was very into seeking male attention. Like she didn't know who Eric's father was for like the longest time. I don't even think she knew until Eric had passed away. I don't even think she still knows. I think she really wanted it to be this one person, but it could have been someone else. But she just said it was this one person because that's who she wanted it to be. Yeah, drug these people along like they were like Eric's grandparents and stuff. But I'm I'm just curious how Eric would have turned out in the long run. I I mean, Lee had some difficulties of his own. You know, he thought somebody else, like I will defend him a little bit. Lee thought somebody else was his dad for like the first few years of his life. He wasn't. That man then left. His father, his actual father, um, Jack, stepped in and like took care of him. And then apparently exposed him to drugs at a very young age. I think he told me he was like eight when he started smoking marijuana. Like He wasn't exposed by dad. I don't know if you remember Sean down the road. Yeah. That's who did it with him the first time. Lee is definitely a product of his environment. Eric may be the exception, but I am just curious how he would have ended. And that's just me being like a pessimist. Well, and I'm wondering because when things really started going downhill was after Eric was murdered. So that's what I was going to say, Amber. I think that you guys don't think that downhill, like him, like living in between his grandmother's house, his aunt's house, like you don't think all of that was confusing. You don't think those subtle hints of like rebellion by listening to like the Beastie Boys. I remember that being one of his favorite bands or listening to Adam Sandler at a young age and listening to like raunchy comedy you don't think those were like small like little bits of like no I think that's just teenagers teenagers do what they're gonna do regardless of how you're raised when you're a teenager you do find little ways to rebel and do things am I saying that he wouldn't have turned out poorly no I always wonder that you know like every time I pop out a kid I'm like man I wish Eric was around so he could be Uncle Eric I don't know. I often wonder, could life have been a little more normal if Eric wasn't murdered? Who knows? I see where you're coming from, Echo. Like, I totally think what you're saying is totally valid. I think Myra, as we know, with how she was with Lee and and very possessive and like almost Electra at a 
pull. Come on, Echo, give me give me the diagnosis. She wasn't like that with Eric. She was never she, like that with Eric. She wasn't, but she loved. I mean, she loved Eric. Eric was her boy. Like they were like buddies. Like because once again, she had Eric when she was fifteen, so they grew up together. He loved him after the fact. I don't think you guys realize it is not normal for your mom to constantly seek male attention and to leave you for extended periods of time and to bring strange men into your life that is not normal behavior for someone who loves their child that is not normal in my opinion like well nothing about Myra is normal and we said that like she was never normal to begin with I think when Eric died that definitely that's when she decided she loved him more than anything else in the world and that's why she treated Amber the way she treated Amber absolutely horribly but that's they that every that's the saying that's why we have the saying you don't know what you got till it's gone right you don't appreciate what you have until it's no longer there she didn't appreciate anything Myra is she doesn't appreciate no she doesn't I think she had emotional incest with everybody like that's what it seems like she relied on Lee's and Eric's like male gaze and that seems like emotional incest autumn i think you're bringing in some things that you don't even know what you're talking about emotional incest the male i think i think she knows what she's talking about emotional incest is not a real nurse diagnosis autumn come on (laughs) no i think but i think that's what it was i know what it is it's basically like i mean i god i'm not really good at like i'm not a psychologist or whatever but like an emotional incest the way i hear it it makes it sound like you're basically developing a relationship with these feelings and manipulating the feelings of someone to make them have that closeness to generate that closeness with you to where they have an attachment with you Am I wrong? Sort of. And especially because like it would be more of like they were in a relationship like she relied on him emotionally like she would a partner but she relied on her children emotionally like for most emotional support moral support which you shouldn't rely on a child for but she relied so heavily on Lee and I don't know probably Eric for those things. I can even say myself like she would manipulate our feelings so we would be emotionally connected to her because that's I think that was emotional incest. I do she, I do see that she used you guys to benefit her and how she felt for sure 100%. She for certain used her children to not just get what she wants, like in a physical way, but in an emotional, mental way. Like, I think that's why she had such a hard time partying with you guys, even after my mom and Shar offered money, was because if she didn't have you guys, what did she have? Like, she relied on you guys for the attention that she needed as a narcissist. As evident by her standing on the side of the road with Brie and P begging for money. Oh, because without them, she had nothing. Oh, makes me so mad. Honestly, I mean, just going back to Eric, Eric, I think would have been very protective of Myra because he was, that was his mom and they were buddies. I don't know. Could Eric have been there for Myra or would Myra have destroyed Eric eventually? Maybe, but also look at you guys. I mean, Amber, we know that you've talked about how you had more struggles, that you went down a rough patch. Autumn, you've talked about how you had your own like little struggles. But in the end, you guys have come out on the other side doing pretty okay. 
So pretty okay with some definite mental uh, trauma for sure. I'm just saying just because you're a product of Myra does not mean that you are a product of Myra. You made the conscious effort to change your life. And you know what? Eric listening to Adam Sandler or death metal or whatever doesn't make him a bad person. I listen to gangster rap. That doesn't mean that I'm like a thug. No, it does not make him a bad person at all. That's not at all what I'm trying to say. But I'm just trying to say like you guys paint, you're painting him as this person who had no struggle. He was always happy. He was always the protective big brother. But I think he probably did have some mental struggles that he was dealing with. For sure. For sure. Because of the upbringing that he had. Like, yes, he probably was a great person. He probably was an awesome big brother. He probably was an awesome cousin. He probably was really fun to be around. And I will not, you know, take away any of those things. But like being brought up by Myra, he probably had a lot of struggles that you guys didn't know about because you guys didn't think to ask because you were 11 and seven or however old you were. Like, I'm just saying you guys were really young. So like, yes, he he probably was awesome, but like probably had his beef with Myra too. Oh, I'm sure. And honestly, you know, none of us really know, but I think every kid, like I look at Kylie, you know, my youngest stepdaughter. So Krista is very open with her emotions. Like she lets you know when she's in a mood. She won't necessarily tell you why she's in a mood, but she'll let you know. Kylie has always kept it inside. She will just kind of clench her fist at the bottom and she'd be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing's wrong. You know, so kids handle things in different ways. And maybe Eric's way of dealing with what he was going through was to just put on a happy face and just try to get through. You know, I mean, once again, not a psychologist. I don't know. I just know that I never saw him angry. I never saw him upset. That's not to say he didn't have those things. I remember you guys also paint this life of before Eric died as like, Myra having her shit together and like Amber and Eric having like a really great life. And I don't think it, I don't think it was. They did. They did. When I tell you, so I used to envy, I mean, mind you, we've already said it was never because Myra was fun. No, you're, you're like replacing irresponsible with the word fun. No, 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 no. Because I can tell you, because I saw it with my own eyes. Amber and Eric were involved in everything. He was in Pop Warner football. Amber was a cheerleader. Like Myra was taking them to do things and go places and be involved. And we've said this from the beginning. Myra was never the picture perfect quintessential mother that you see like when you envision what you want your mom to look like. But she was an active and engaged mother. She very, very certainly was polar opposite of what Myra was after Eric died. When Eric died, I agree with you, Echo. I think that she she just basically loved him more than she did for sure. But when I tell you Myra was totally different, she was totally different. Now, my mom will even tell you she was always a troubled child. She, you know, she used to run away and seek male attention and all of that. And she had her own demons that she had growing up. But there was that period when she got with Tim and Tim and her had Amber. She actually tried to be a normal family. Now, were drugs involved? I'm going to probably say for sure. She still used me as a side piece, like a side, like an arm piece or whatever. You know, she had me in dance and had me in beauty pageants and also it was- But I was was in dance and beauty pageants too. I was in dance and beauty pageants too. But she had like an obsession with me. 
So it wasn't like, you know, I'm not sitting here trying to paint this picture of everything was perfect, but I do agree with you, Ashley. Like life was, when Eric was murdered, it was a complete 180. First of all, there's nothing wrong with being in dance and beauty pageants. I was in dance and beauty pageants. That doesn't mean that someone's showing you off to the world. That just, you know, it's just fun to be entertained. She would have her friends come over and I would have to put on outfits for them and stuff like that and do shows for them. Yeah, I understand that. But what I'm saying is at least you were in dance and beauty pageants because after Eric died, you guys weren't involved in anything prior to Eric dying. Like she tried to get you involved in dance and beauty pageants and football and cheerleading. And you guys were going to camps over summer. Like you guys were going for like week long stints at camp. You know, was she ever this picture perfect, you know, housewife next door baking cookies? No. But she was certainly not the one locking herself in a closet for weeks at a time, thinking that there were people living in her shoes, talking to her and spying on her. Just as my mom said, Autumn, I don't want you to get defensive. But when Jack came into her life, she, I think, started dabbling a little more into some other things. No, I agree 100%. I'm not saying my dad was a saint by any means, but I'm saying that it wasn't all him like I can't put any uh, like all the blame on him she was probably the one that was like you want to party like you don't put any of the blame on him and mind you I think he did the best with what he had but like there's definitely some blame to put on him just just so you know I will say never put any blame on him because he did the best he he really did and like I wouldn't be the person I am with like without him having the impact that he had on me but him being a good father do, does not mean that he did not have his hobbies that were he was in cocaine. Okay. I know that. He was in cocaine. Don't even <laughs> so, care about the cocaine. He left us there with Myra. Like left us. He tried like, to, and she tried to call the police and say that he was mm-hmm. they were kidnapping us. Like it's mm-hmm. not because he wanted to. It wasn't a voluntary. He had a- paternity test that stated that we were his children so he could have fought a little harder i don't think he knew how to myra is manipulative even my mom had her struggles with that jack's no longer here to defend himself we will never get the truth from him and we sure shit ain't gonna get it from myra so i mean we just have to you know go with what we experience and what we think based on process of gathering all the information we have but going back to when eric died jack had just come in to the picture and jack was in the drug business jack had money and is that to say that myra was just like oh this man came into my life and just offered me cocaine on a silver platter or crack or whatever no she's a wild partier she you know got pregnant at 15 she was doing all this shit when she was younger anyway but i think he just made it more accessible and more fun and more enticing because there was that free spending and he got her a restaurant and, you know, he was infatuated with her, which you even said, Autumn, like he, to the day, like he died, he was still in love with Myra. Is it all Jack's fault? No, absolutely not. I mean, it takes two to tango. I'm just calling a spade a spade and saying that like, there was definitely a part played by that. However, how he was with Myra and what he did in his lifestyle does not diminish who he was as a father to you. You and Echo have very different recollections of how he was as a father and how you look to him. And that's okay. You can do that. I think my brother and I have very different 
ways in which we view my father. I, I think that just happens naturally. And this is by no means Jack picking was on a Jack. Terrible person. I don't. I, I I do love him. I think that he did what he could, but he could have done more. And I think that uh, it bothers me that nobody, like, or not nobody. I I don't feel like Autumn or Lee ever put any blame on him. I put blame on Tim. I put blame on Jack. I put blame on Myra. I put blame on Harry. I put blame on all of them. They were all complicit in this scheme, okay? And like, my mother said the same thing. My mom said the same thing because from her perspective, she would call, they would call her and then they would be like, nope, never mind. It's fine. And they would just continue to allow it. So I think there's blame on all, everyone. All the pieces that are involved are to blame, all the moving I- parts. I agree. You know, I'm not going to say my dad wasn't to blame and Tim wasn't to blame and Harry wasn't to blame. They're all to blame. But I'm going to put the biggest blame on Myra. For certain. 100%. I will abl- I will assign most blame to her. Like um, 98% of the blame is You know on what the her. crazy thing is, though? If you ask Myra, 0% of the blame should go on her. because she She's cannot- the victim! She's she the victim! Is, she's been taken advantage by all these people and done wrong, and she is so perfect, and she has never done anything wrong. So hopefully she doesn't hear this podcast, because you were wrong, bitch. I do think we should try to understand her. I still think she should be assigned the blame, but like Kathy said, like she did have a shitty childhood. She did... I mean, a lot of her own choices put her in those situations. But yeah, Myra didn't have it easy either, but she definitely fucked her children. Yeah, but I always go back to this. You guys did not have it easy. And I do not see you, Echo, taking out what you went through on M. Amber, I don't see you going through what you went through and taking it out on your kids. I mean, it's... <laughs> no, but um, I probably will never let my son spend the night at anybody that's anybody's house because of Myra because I have trust issues I probably will never ever hit my child because uh ever spank my child even though people think I should because Myra spanked me and I don't believe in spanking at all but that's not a bad thing like a lot of people don't spank their kids but uh, but I'm just like saying like there's like a lot of I I was never spanked and look how I turned out I would have beat the shit out of you if you were my kid (laughs) every day every day I would have Myra'd you <laughs> the only That's time cool. I was ever hit was when Shell slapped me across the face. My dad used to threaten me with the belt, but he never like he would crack it. Like you want the belt, watch, watch. but oh, yeah. then he, you know, take it and no slap it, hit me across the face with it right after that. You know what, Ashley? On our cruise, we'll make up for missed time. I'll beat the shit out of you then. You gonna everybody bring their own bitch? belt? <laughs> <laughs> I might like it. <laughs> You're weird. Listen, you might want to marry your other cousin. Like, let's not get with these syndromes again. I know. God, don't get Echo started on diagnosing us with complexes. I don't diagnose guys. That's not my job. <laughs> She's a nurse. But did I uh, tell you guys that she was a nurse yet? No, you're a nurse. I don't. Oh my god! Shut up. This goes back to this week. I'm literally at work. I've told all of these women that I am working this week and that I'm working nights. They call me. Hey, um. I have a really weird rash. And then another call. Hey, Pops has been coughing and like he's been shitting himself. And I'm like, oh, I actually have people dying in the next room. Like, Well, if you I heard what was going on in the bathroom, you'd think someone was dying too. Okay. So it was an emergency. It was an echo emergency. 
Anyways. Echo, if you stop broadcasting that you were a nurse so much, you get less. I never broadcast. I, I told Echo's you guys, like, you're my family. On Echo's Instagram bio, it says, nurse, Emmy's mom, Zach's wife. I'll have to pull it up. I'll read it to you guys next time. Don't worry. And I'm just going to go delete it right now. <laughs> block you. Block you. <laughs> um, after that rabbit hole we just went through, Amber, out of all the memories you have with Eric, what is your most favorite memory? Why couldn't you prep me for that question before the podcast? I literally, I literally sent you notes saying we're going to talk about memories with Eric. You didn't ask me my, you didn't say you were going to ask me my favorite though. Um, I don't know. You really put me on the spot right now. Probably, honestly, the camping trip that we took the out in Caicos. And I hate camping, weirdly. I I refuse to camp now. Like, I don't like being outside. I don't like bugs. I don't like it. But I think because I was a little bit older, so I I, I remember it more. And it was. I remember the, the hogs were fighting and we were collecting sand dollars, like you said. Or Myra, Myra was pissing in a red uh, Dixie cup in the middle of the night and left it on the counter and someone almost drank it because she was pregnant with Echo. <laughs> Gross. Or I'll say Christmases. We did have great Christmases. Every year we had great Christmases. And I just remember he was always so excited for what I got and to help me set up what I got. And I remember he had Vans and Jinkos. That's when Vans and Jinkos were around. And I wanted a pair of Vans so bad. I mean, I had to be like Eric. And I finally got them. And the like, because they, they used to record all of our Christmases. And I remember just the look on his face. Like, he was so excited for me. Like, it would just made him so happy to see me that happy. You know? So I think, like, those are really, really great memories. Yeah, I had to get a pair of those too. And the Jenkos I wanted. And of course, my mother was like, absolutely not. And so I finally talked to my grandparents, I think, into buying me one pair of Jenkos. And they were black. And they looked awful on my figure because I've always been, you know, a bigger girl, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't fat. Like, I was just like, I've always been tall and bigger boned. Which actually, that goes to like one of my favorite memories with Eric. We've put this on Instagram, our little performance that we had at the reunion. We, 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 we're a family of performers. We always perform for each other and put on costumes and makeup and just get silly and sing and dance. And I remember Eric was out with his friend or something like out in the neighborhood playing and you and I, Amber had decided to put on a performance. And I want to say it was a chorus line because we were a, a one show act. <laughs> like we, that's all we really knew was a chorus line. And your mother, Myra, had all these costumes in the closet, like all these sequin costumes. And I think they were my mom's baton twirling costumes, like all the sequin stuff when my mom was in the baton twirling thing at school, because Myra never threw anything out. She's a hoarder. And so we put them on. And I, at that point, I think it was like 10. I was definitely chunky at 10. And I just like, I was tall and I had this like belly and I had this like big round face and these buck teeth that were like all over the place before I had braces. Like I just was a mess. God, like the pictures of me when I was younger, so embarrassing. But anyway, I remember we had these leotards, like sequin leotards on and we're performing in the living room and Eric walked in and I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. And he's like, wow, Ash, you look really pretty. And it like melted my heart because 
I wasn't called pretty except for by my mom. <laughs> like no one thought I was pretty. Like I, I'll show pictures. I was not a cute child, little child. Yes. But that like third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, like was really weird for me, really uncomfortable. And I just remember him telling me, wow, Ash, you look really pretty. And I was just like, I do. And it just, I don't know. It, it meant a lot to me. And now she thinks she's just too hot to handle. Because bitch, I am. Eric filled her head up. Listen, that one time that your cousin that you were in love with told you that you were pretty. I wasn't you- in love with him. I had a crush on him when I was like six, guys. I was not in love with my cousin. Ugh. Everyone's going to think I <laughs> have your, mental Of course, problems. that's your favorite memory with him. You're so vain. That's your favorite memory. The first time you were told you were pretty. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It is. And here's why. And I think because I think this is something that really is prevalent right now. Young girls look on TV and the movies. And I loved the movies. I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be a singer. So where did I go to, to get inspiration? The TV, the movies, all that. And what do you see? Picture perfect, beautiful women that I didn't look like. And so it made me feel really, really bad about myself. Why are you laughing? This is true. I I have some serious I'm sorry. I don't want to tell you why I'm laughing, but why are you laughing? We hope you enjoyed this episode of Wicked Awesome Sisters podcast and that it gave you a sneak peek into our Wicked Awesome Sisterhood. Next week, we'll pick up right where we left off. To stay in the loop and catch us when our next episode drops, you can subscribe to this channel. For our family tree diagram and more fun facts and photos, you can follow us on Instagram at Wicked Awesome Sisters. Till next time, stay wicked. Wicked awesome, that is.